What's up, crushes? Welcome back to Soccer Crush. Wow. Wow. Sponsored by Gina, not paying attention. Have you guys heard the good news? It is FC Cincinnati supremacy season. We have the cutest team, the cutest coach, and currently the most points in MLS. We're glad you're here to experience this with us. And since you're here, are you also following us at soccer underscore crush on Twitter and Instagram? Come hang out and nominate a crush of the week and join book club. Share your favorite soccer news with us. It's kind of like a digital version of a slumber party all the time. And don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast five stars wherever you get them and share with everyone you know. We really appreciate it and you. And we have to just make an announcement that it is just me and Trisha today. We are so sorry, Beth. Please don't be embarrassed by anything that we may say today. We are going to embarrass Liverpool so much while you're gone. And that was probably the end of it. Yeah. Rapid fires. I am going to steal Beth's because she's not here. Oh, that's fantastic. Mine is, do you have a favorite Easter candy or treat? Anything Reese's. That's fair. When it's egg-shaped and the peanut butter ratio is more, it's supremacy. Do you love Peeps, Abby? No. No one does. Some people do. They keep selling them. And god-awful They're wrong. I want to know, like, where do the Peeps go when they don't sell? I think they sell them all year round now, so I don't know. Do they, like, toss them into the Rumpke landfill? Like, with our hopes and dreams. Okay, so Beth... Her rapid fire was great. I can't claim it as mine. Beth, in your honor, I will ask, if Jesse Marsh is hired as Leicester City's head coach, which American players should he sign? Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Okay. I just, I'm done with him. I He has served his purpose and I'm done. Yes, adios. What about you? I was going to say Kristen Press, but I don't want her to go anywhere. That's fair. And she's better than all of Leicester combined. That is true. All right. I have a real... A downer <laughs> heavy of a headline. I, I know, know two of our headlines are V-similar, so we can just combine ours and then do that yeah, separately. Because it's the same thing. We, we did the same thing. So uh, I just put, can we please stop racial abuse and homophobia in general? But in soccer, y'all, between the Lukaku, Juventus, and... New York Red Bulls and San Jose and then the Chelsea and Wolves with the homophobic chants. Like, way to ruin great things. Truly. Just don't be an asshole. Like, I don't get it. What is wrong with you? It is so easy to not be racist. We're doing it right now. Yeah. So, it's disappointing, but please keep calling it out in the soccer community. You make it better when you do. Truly. And to that one Red Bulls player... Poo-poo on you. Yeah. Poo-poo on you. Poo-poo on all of you. Poo-poo on all of you fools. Can Uh, we go to a funnier headline? Yeah. Okay, so Frank Lampert is the interim head coach for Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And Beth put the note, he is going back to his ex who dated multiple men while they were, quote, on a break. (laughs) And that was hilarious. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. And his first match was a big old loss. Yeah. So, do I expect good things with Frank back at Chelsea? Time will tell. No. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's been pretty crappy. So, I mean, I just hope that it isn't a completely embarrassing waste of a season. But, yeah, it's basically over. It's embarrassing that they spent all this money 
unnecessarily. Because Todd does not know things. And does not have a team that can perform. Yeah, that's about... that. That's that. Yep. So, favorite matches since we've last recorded? I watched Leeds Palace yesterday, and it was mm-hmm. wild. Leeds scored first, and it was fun because Patrick Bamford, the one who looks like he's 16 and 60 at the same time, was so excited. It was like his 50th goal, I think. Good for him. And then uh, Palace scored Dos Vesses mm-hmm. before the half, and mm-hmm. then came back to score... Three more essays. Sometimes it, it happens like that. It was wild. Well, good for them. Um, Beth, thank you for putting the FC Cincinnati versus Philadelphia Union. The 1-0 win for us. Thank you to that Lucha Costa PK. And I'm still not sure why they called back the Brenner goal, but whatever. There's commentary on the internet, and I'm sure they're more tactical than we would be. True. We haven't had our tactics break yet, so we haven't learned anything. I know, but it did put us in first place, and you're all losers behind us because we are number one in the MLS in the entire thing, not even on the East. We have the most points out of anyone ever of all time. We're going to win it all. Let's go win the cup. LFG. So... Are you ready to take a tactics break, though? I think we should, because no one is prepared for our knowledge. They really aren't. We will be right back. All right, crushes. Thank you for taking a break with us to talk some tactics. And we are back with a guest for you. Kate is here with us to share her soccer love story. And she has quite Despite the uh, soccer loves, Kate, we're so excited to have you here and can't wait to hear how you got into soccer and what you love so much about it. Yeah, thank you for having me. So how did you get into soccer? Where does your love story start? So my love story actually starts with hate. I used to actually hate soccer. I think it was because of my mom and the fact that when I played as a kid, like for a couple of years, she always put me in the spring season and I had bad allergies. So you can imagine what the experience was like. And then I just felt like, oh, I don't like soccer. It's not that great. And it wasn't until like over time, like when I started liking other sports. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was the 2010 World Cup, just watching some games to kind of slowly but surely put me on this journey where I now cheer for four different club teams. I love watching international soccer, of course, the United States. And it was really, I used to hate it, but now I love it. It was just like a slow journey that started with the 2010 World Cup for a couple of years. And then I would say by 2012, 2013, that's when I started like, started cheering more for Man City. I started just like enjoying the game. You would be what romance book lovers would refer to as the enemies to lovers trope. (laughs) Yes. We love it. We're very familiar with that. Um, Are you ready for some rapid fires? Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you could steal one player from your rival club, who would it be? So so all answers are fair. Yeah, so I do cheer for Manchester City, New York City FC, of course, with MLS, uh, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Barcelona. 
There is nobody right now from the Red Bulls that I would want. Um, if I really, for Manchester City, that would probably be the best answer because on Manchester United, being that I am a Dortmund fan, I wish we would have signed Jordan Sancho. I think as a selfish reason, I think it would have been better for his development. I mean, I'm sure people have seen what Pep Guardiola has done with Braylish and other players, how he's turned them from basically players who are surprised that were signed to the club to stars. So, I mean, I would definitely wish we would have signed Jaden, but at this time, I am okay without having him. However, if we want to talk about who I would like to steal right now, both because he's a great player and a great person, Marcus Rashford. Yes, absolutely. We love Marcus Rashford. He's so crushable. That should be everybody's answer. Yes. Everybody's team could use a Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. What is your favorite song to pump you up before a match? Now, so if I was athletic in any sense and on any team, um, definitely um, the champion, Carrie Underwood and Ludacris. It's like, I feel like it's a good pump up song. That is a really good one. Um, what do you think is the most iconic goal celebration? Um, I don't have an answer to that. I believe that there is none. I enjoy just watching all these different goal celebrations, the variety. I hate when people do the same one over and over again. It does get kind of like, okay, can you change it up a little bit? But I just like the variety. I want like different celebrations and depending on what type of goal you score. Of course, if you're scoring goal number seven and your team is beating another team seven nothing, you don't need to do a flip. But if you're <laughs> scoring your first goal, then yeah, flip away. You know what? I respect that. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Which celebrity soccer club owner would you like to hang out with? Well, I'm from Long Island, New York, and I would love to hang out with Natalie Portman of Angel City. She grew up on Long Island, and I would just love to know like what her experience was like, especially she was an actress at the time growing up. So what was her experience like? Does she remember certain things about Long Island? And what brought her into the soccer world? And I, yeah, and I know like a lot of the owners of Angel City, they admitted that they didn't know too much about the game before signing on. So it would just be interesting to hear that perspective. Plus, she's really awesome. She seems so down to earth as she a does. person. Like, yeah, who doesn't love Natalie Portman? You can't trust people who don't. That's true. If your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you going to order? Well, I have multiple crushes. I can't really pin it down to one, but I wouldn't see like, I know some people would be like, oh, it'd be like a date. A lot of my crushes are already, they have their families or they're dating or married to someone. So I guess I would say if I had a moment where like they were able to come to Long Island and I'd be like, hey, let me show you like one of the great restaurants. I would probably choose either like a pizza or a bagel place. I don't have, on Long Island and like within the New York tri-state area, we have a lot of great pizza places. So I couldn't pinpoint exactly one, just like any that's local to me. But for bagels, um, there's this restaurant, there's a few locations throughout Long Island. It's called Bagel Boss. So they'd be able to experience like a good New York bagel. So it's whether their family was with them or it's just them and like I was interviewing them. I think that would be like an awesome thing for them to experience because especially from Europe, we have a lot of people that come here and they're like, what are bagels? 
<laughs> um, that sounds perfect. I would also like to have a bagel right now. And there's no better than New York bagels, period. No, no. I won't eat, like, I will admit this, I will not eat a bagel outside the tri-state area. So if I were to be in Ohio, I'm sorry, guys, I will not be eating a bagel. You know what? That's fair. That's I could fair. not point you in the direction of a good bagel here. What are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Yeah. So... I will admit, I, am, I do apologize already. I'm not much of a, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I do like what you guys are doing, and I really like your Twitter account, like posting the crushes. I think that is so cute. I love that. And then, really, for Twitter accounts, I like following a journalist. So, I guess just because I do miss hearing him week in and week out from our local network, Ian Joy, he was our color commentator for New York City FC until you know everything moved to Apple. So I really, I love following him, just seeing what he's up to and just like following different journalists, like throughout all different sports. I like, that's my type of like, I like to know with Twitter. Yeah. I mean, you've just curated it to what you want to know about and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. Even though we do podcasts, I don't know that between the three of us that we listen to a ton of other soccer podcasts, although there are a lot of fantastic ones out there. Yes. And yeah. we love you and we're friends with you, most of you, but Some there's you. just not enough hours in the day. No. All right. Which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? It's zombie apocalypse. You're trying to survive. Who's on your team? Nobody. I want survival survivalists, if I can speak. <laughs> I want military people. But if I'm being honest, I'm probably the person that will die on the first day. Same, same. same. <laughs> Doing all this running, no, no. It feels like a lot of effort just by the apocalypse. I've watched The Walking Dead. I've watched The Last of Us. I'm good. Yes. I've, I've, I've had a good life. Now, if Scal was there and I had to like, I could fight through some stuff to be with him. And like The Last of Us, like that was so great. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, I know what we're talking about during tactics break. Which team would you relegate if you could? Real Madrid. I mean, you would think as a New York City FC fan, I would say New York Red Bulls. But as much as like we don't like each other, there, I will admit it. I have a hate for Real Madrid. Like it goes back to the history between the two teams, and I understand like the politics behind the two teams. So definitely them for sure. Same. I support that. I'm also a Barcelona fan. Which player or coach would you like to see host SNL? Okay, so I don't think he would be a good actor. But then again, I don't know. We've been surprised with certain like athletes and their acting. But I think it would be very, very interesting to see Erling Holland host SNL. Okay. I would watch that episode. I think that would yeah. be a great monologue. Yeah, yeah. he has like such a big personality and I would follow him on like social media and just like seeing him again, I'm a Dortmund fan and a Man City fan. So I've seen him more than other people throughout the years. And he just like, seems to be like Mr. Personality. If that makes sense. No, that's a perfect choice. I like it. Which team has the best fan base and which team has the worst? Uh, So I love my New York city FC fan base. I guess there are good parts. 
And we will all admit there are ugly parts of the fan base in the past. But if my favorite in Major League Soccer, I would say definitely the Portland Timbers. There is something magical about their fan base. And I would love to go see a game there. I wish I was able to see when New York City won the MLS Cup. I wasn't able to go, unfortunately. But like just seeing like the environment, it was absolutely incredible. And a lot of other supporters of New York City said that. They love the Portland fans. So definitely them. Um, I don't really have the worst fan base. I mean, other than like Real Madrid. But then again, I could be completely wrong. I just have that dislike for no, the club. Madrid. We're yeah. lovers and haters. It's fine. You can hate them. You're in the right place for hating. Yeah, no, but like, I also Dortmund. I mean, again, I don't need to be like, because again, I'm a Dortmund fan. But I am dying to get over to Germany and see a game. Like, the way the yellow wall is, it's incredible. And I know for a fact that I would probably cry stepping into that stadium. That's fair. Yeah. I would cry stepping into Stamford Bridge. So It's supposed to make you emotional, right? Like, that's part of it. That's why we love the game. And I have cried multiple times. Like, when the U.S. did not qualify for the last World Cup, not this past one, but the previous one, I will admit I sat on my floor crying for a good 20 minutes. Yeah, because I was like just shocked. So like, I definitely get emotional watching, which is yeah. again funny because I went from hating to now loving. <laughs> to now you cry. Yes, that's how it happens so quickly too. All right, you can watch any two teams play each other at any stadium. Who's playing and where? Okay, so Signal Iduna Park. Um, if I can say it properly, because. I'm learning German, but my German's still like not the greatest. But the Westfalen Stadion, Westadion, I can I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it as Dortmund then I should know, but again, languages can be a little struggle for me. I would love to see internationally Germany versus Spain. I would love to see that in that stadium or um see Dortmund play really any team there. So definitely but internationally. I think it would be so cool to see Germany and Spain play each other in that stadium. Hey, you don't know this because this is your first time meeting us, but you just pegged both of us down. Uh, Trisha is a Germany fan and I'm a Spain fan. And I would say that's the only like team that we probably don't have in common is yeah. our international teams. <laughs> Who's your Bundesliga team? Because I'm Bayern. Um, just, okay. I'm, I watch a lot more Serie A. That's true. Liga, we love so. Roma. I'm a Roma girl. Yeah, I'm actually, if surprisingly, I'm a fan of both Germany and Spain. So yeah, they're both that. great teams, yeah. and it's like we can't even really argue with each other because it's just I respect Germany's great, yeah, but I love Spain. It's fun, yeah. I do. <laughs> I would. I would also love to see that match. Yeah. So if that ever happens, we're all going. Yes. Who is your most hated soccer team? And can you say something nice about them? Ooh. So, you can say. I mean, I mentioned, <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned like New York Red Bulls. Like, okay, like I can be nice like toward them. I can't really say like too much bad these days. Like, because like we don't like each other. But like if something happens and like there's a reason to unite, it'll be very easy to do so. Madrid, it's a little harder. So 
Can I say anything nice about them? I mean, there have been players that played for Madrid that I absolutely have loved because of international reasons. Mm-hmm. But the club itself, no, not at all. It's, it would be too hard. I respect it. <laughs> I respect like, totally fair. And like to put it in perspective, if a guy were to ask me out on a date and I were to go on a date and he told me that he was a Red Bull fan, I'd be like, okay. If he told me he was a Madrid fan, I'm walking out. Like, that's how much dislike I have for Madrid. Yeah, that's like a vetting question before you even go (laughs) with someone, right? It's like, wait a minute, who are your clubs? Is this something I can live with? You're a Spurs fan? Ooh, Tottenham, gross. I don't know. No, I get it. We respect that opinion here at Soccer Crush. If you could pick three celebrities or historical figures to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? Okay, so let's just say the play-by-play, and some people might find this surprising, but I think she would actually do well. Kelly Clarkson. I I, love Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, she has her talk show. She knows how to, like, be able to talk to people and be able to, she could probably easily do, this is what is happening. However, she is not big into sports, but she has admitted on The Voice before so another option, just because like he is big now in the soccer celebrity world, is Ryan Reynolds. I think he could do the play-by-play and would make it interesting. Color commentary, definitely Matthew McConaughey. Like I think he would be perfect for that. And again, he's Austin FC, so he also knows MLS and he knows he said he grew up with soccer as well. Um, and then sideline reporter, Kristen Chenoweth. I don't know why. I just think it would work. That would you be know so what? funny. That would be fantastic. I would watch that match. Yeah. And it would probably be way more entertaining than what Apple has been giving us lately. I can agree with that. I have some strong opinions with that. I, I miss my local commentary. I mean, we get the radio play-by-play, which is great, but that's for home matches only. Mm-hmm. So I, I do miss being able to just turn on the TV and watch my local commentary. It does lack that familiarity, like when you have the the commentary team that knows that team so well, it does lack yeah. that. But I would, I awesome. kind of just want your broadcast team to happen now. That's now my dream. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Which artist should do the next World Cup song? So I spent a lot of time thinking about this. It was harder than I thought. But I can't pinpoint someone really specific. However, I think there needs to be three different artists. One from Canada, one from the U.S., and one from Mexico. But if I had to choose someone specific, excuse me, specific from the U.S., Alicia Keys, I think she would be a good choice. Yeah. She's a fantastic songwriter. I mean, she's a fantastic person, but I think she would definitely write a fantastic World Cup. Your answers are so surprising and refreshing. I'm like, ooh, this makes me think. I like that. Which player would you invite to your birthday party? So I'm actually going to go local in New York City, SD. Uh, Talis Magno, I think he would be a lot of fun. He always, like, he's doing his little dances, and he just seems like to be a happy person. So I think it would be a fun person to have at a party. If we're talking New York City FC and it's more like a dinner party, probably Maxine Cheneau. I think he would be a fun guest for like a dinner party. Ooh. Dinner parties are so fancy. I've never been to one. 
What is your favorite piece of soccer memorabilia and how do you display it in your home? So for me, I went to University of Maryland. Uh, We have a fantastic men's soccer team we have for years. So I used to go to all the games when I was attending Maryland and I have the scars from every year. So the University of Maryland, we have like our fan group, the crew. And every year you got a scarf. So I have the scarves from that. And for me, that's like, it just, it reminds me of my time at Maryland, especially because I went to so many soccer games there. So I have the scarves and I keep them in my room. That way I can always like take a look at them. I don't usually wear them as often, but like I have them. So. Yeah. I think scarf displays are something that soccer people take very seriously and there's not like a wrong way to do it. And I I love how creative people have gotten with their displays. Yeah. I just, I have them like hanging. It's not, it's not like display or anything. It's just like readily available where people can walk in and be like, Oh, a Maryland scarf. And they know what you're about. I think that's a display. <laughs> you're yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen your soccer crush play in person? So I've never seen any of my soccer crushes at all in person. In order to do so, I would probably have to get to Europe. I had times where they came here to the States, but when they did, it was like they were far away on the West Coast. Or So it was like it's just, just to go to a game, especially a preseason game, that's a lot of time and money. So, okay. I mean, hopefully I will. There's some that have like retired that I never got to see, unfortunately. But, I mean, hopefully my goal in the next few years is actually to go and see all my teams play in person at their stadiums. Hopefully that will happen. I'm hoping. We'll cross our fingers. Fingers crossed. Which player do you think is the most dramatic? I mean, I love him, and I love when he played for Barcelona. And I was sad when he left Barcelona, but Neymar. I feel like that's probably everyone's answer, (laughs) but he is... He is known for his dramatics. He is quite dramatic. I love him. (laughs) He's a mess. Which MLS conference do you think is better, the East or the West? So this, again, I think would be kind of the consensus amongst a lot of people. I feel like the East is more competitive this year, but the West has more powerhouses. Mm -hmm. So you have like that difference. I can't say, like, one's better than the other. They all have, like, the good and bad. But, like, again, the West has the powerhouses. But the East, we really don't know who's going to take the top spot at the end of the season. Like, things can change. I mean, of course, things can change in the West. But it seems like it's clear that there's each three or four teams where that's going to happen. I feel like you have, like, seven teams in the East Mm -hmm. where, like, they could take the top spot after. Especially seeing what they do depending on the summer transfer window. Yeah. I don't know. I think you're absolutely right. The East is so unpredictable and it seems to be a little more volatile. Yeah. Don't know what you're going to get. It's wild. It is wild. What do you think is the best soccer rivalry? Internationally, I mean, I'm sure you could agree we have the bias, but USA and Mexico, I feel like the rivalry is, is great. It can be... Sometimes a little ugly, I'll admit that, but I love the rivalry. When it comes to other international teams, I think the rivalry between Spain and Portugal is also another great one. Um, Club-wise in MLS, as Seattle, Portland is a great one. Um, 
I mean, the Hudson River Derby for New York Red Bulls and New York City FC, it's always an interesting one. Um, so much drama. I mean, again, that's the bias for me, but I think it is turning into a crazy rivalry and it probably will continue. Um, Madrid and Barcelona, of course, is like probably the biggest one in my view. Again, like I hate to be like, oh, the bias in my team, but there's nothing I hate more than losing to Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> we definitely know that feeling. All right. Now, the hardest question that we're ever going to ask you is who is your soccer crush? We have multiples, so feel free to have multiple crushes too. Yeah. So my probably my favorite, who unfortunately was forced to retire earlier than he would have liked, Sergio Aguero. I absolutely love him. I love the way he played as a striker. And of course, like he's cute, so you have that. But like when it comes to like the soccer crushes, I like to focus more on the actual player themselves. I wish he didn't have to retire as early as he did. And like I thought it was great. He was going to Man City to Barcelona. And then of course he had his heart issues, so he had no choice. Currently, and again, like I, I feel like I'm very biased with my personal <laughs> teams, but it's just working out this way. Marco Royce is one of my favorites. I love like what he's done for Dortmund. I love the way he plays as a midfielder and also when he's more into the attack. Um, and then also Kevin De Bruyne, or depending on where you're from, they pronounce his last name in like probably a thousand different ways. But he is one of my all-time favorites of current players. I just love the way, he, again, another midfielder. I love the way he plays. I love some of his free kicks. I mean, you mentioned you're a Chelsea fan. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there's, I forget when, but that one free kick that ended up with a 1-0 win against Chelsea, one of those memorable moments of his. Um, I also like the fact that he is a leader, even though he doesn't, like, not really the captain's armband. Sometimes he will, but... He is definitely a leader on the pitch. Like, you can see it. And he's, you know, just seems to be, like, off the pitch. A really good guy. He's big into his family. And I like that. So, and same thing with Marco Royce, too. Like, he's big with his family as well. They seem like nice guys. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I'm a nice guy. But, like, good people. Yeah, that's, like, something I look for. And then growing into, like, possible, like, soccer crush. I mean... I, he still, I feel like, hasn't been around, even though he has been, it feels like, for years. But Erling Holland, just because of how great he is as a striker. He's so good. You mean that he scored more goals by himself than Chelsea has all season? You mean like that? <laughs> is so good. <laughs> like, enraging. Because I'm, like, a huge Messi fan. I've loved Messi. Like, I feel like I came out of the womb loving Messi. And it's so interesting to watch Erling Holland know that he's going to surpass so many of those records as if he stays healthy. So it's oh, like yeah. bittersweet because he's so good. But I'm like, mm, no, don't be better than Messi. How dare you? But it's it's so cool to well, see. Let him be better than Ronaldo. Like one thing Holland will, will probably never have is the way Messi moves on the pitch. I don't think he's ever going to have that. So he can't take that away. No, because Messi's tiny. He's small. I mean, compared to Holland, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have a very fantastic list of soccer Mm -hmm. crushes, and all for the right reasons. Um, Sometimes a girl just needs a little more than, oh, he's cute. So, um, no, I think it's fantastic. Now, 
for anyone listening, if they want to go find you on Twitter, where are you? How can they support any of the stuff you're doing? Yeah, on Twitter at Caitlin Chow. And I think I'm, you can also find me as just Kate Chow. Um, I use both in the Twitter. I'm not on Instagram, so I won't be able to find me there. Okay. But I mostly tweet about sports with the occasional pictures of my dog or cat. So, which Ooh. we love to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, sometimes like I'll tweet about country music, but I would say my account is like 80, 85% sports. Nice. Well, I think that this has been fantastic hanging out with you. It was so great to meet you. And we have some tactics to go talk about. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Let's talk about some bagels, though. I might yes. have some ideas. And I need Pizza Rex. Ooh. And that is it for today, crushes. Thank you, Kate, for joining us. We always have the most fun hearing your soccer love stories. If you would like to be a guest on Soccer Crush, let us know. We would love to have you. We promise it's a good time. For more fun, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. Be sure to say hi and tell us who you're crushing on or who's crushing it. And as always, thank you for listening to Soccer Crush. Crush.